1: Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Get a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/work. Shopify.com/work. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: I'm Kaveh. We are a medical type podcast where I introduce the show every week with a super annoying introduction. I don't know why I do it. I don't think anyone enjoys it. I don't even know if I enjoy it, but dang it, I ain't gonna stop. (laughs) Joining me today in this show is Ashley Bartholomew, nurse extraordinaire. Um, Ashley, thank you so much for joining me.
3: Kaveh, thank you for having me i love your intros by the way love them
2: you, you do you do i'm pretty sure everyone lies to me when they say that but no, i'm listen, just gonna keep doing it just gonna listen, keep doing
3: buddy. it listen little buddy i would tell you the truth
2: you call me little buddy i don't think anyone's ever called me little buddy do you know how big you have to be for me to be someone's little buddy i'm big buddy i'm big buddy, I'm big buddy you're little buddy that's how it works
3: okay that can works
2: I, can i call you little buddy you won't love be offended it. by okay, that
3: i'd love to be a little buddy
2: that's it. You're a little buddy now. Little buddy. Um, uh, thank you so much for joining. Uh, we have a really fun guest coming up. Um before we get to that though, how are you doing? Tell me all about your life now.
3: I'm doing great. I mean, um life is chaos. I had a crazy week. It was it was it was crazy around here. But <clears throat> um well, speaking of butts, you <laughs> mm-hmm. are the the GI doctor. So I am I- a
2: gastroenterologist. This is a medical type show. We talk about medical things sometimes not. So I had to get that in. I'm still working on a catchphrase, by the way. So if you have any ideas, share them with me. But yes, I'm sorry. So speaking of butts, yes. Mm -hmm.
3: Um, So uh, what's like the funniest DM you've ever gotten before?
2: From, uh, you mean on Twitter? Yeah, sure. Uh, Boy, you might imagine I get a lot of questions. About Uh, butts? I get a lot of GI related questions, a lot of uh, questions regarding the butt and they oh boy this is tough <laughs> I, I, I certainly don't want people to feel bad about talking about the butt mm-hmm. but um i certainly get a lot of questions about the butt where i'm like it makes me think um man i really have to to do a better job on the show of educating people about what can and cannot go into the butt
3: oh um, in in the butt
2: yeah um, um and, and people are very concerned about their butt. Actually, I just got a, a message recently from uh, a friend, a mutual on Twitter, asking questions about like cosmetic uh, adjustments for the butt because- Possibly uh, like
3: editing things out of videos.
2: Exactly, how did you know? Yes, that was basically the question, I guess, because uh, there, there there's discussion about OnlyFans and some people use their butt, I guess, in OnlyFans uh, as their moneymaker.
3: I, we have the same mutual friend, so listen, oh. people. People, hemorrhoids are, are are normal. You don't have to edit it out of your OnlyFans.
2: Wait, wait. So, no. so tell tell me from your perspective.
3: I mean, um, it, it was just like the question, like, hey, like, <laughs> how
2: do you how do you manage you hemorrhoids?
3: To, I'm like, listen, I, I, I'm not on OnlyFans, so I, I, I don't know how to tell you. <laughs>
2: so only fans I mean, your for- audience is
3: really into that and maybe they're not i'm not really sure what type of
2: only fans for people who don't know actually i'm not even entirely sure i know so maybe you can help me out but o- only fans is like a website where you can um where you can show pictures and i guess a video uh and i think it's used probably for a lot of reasons but i'm assuming predominantly it's used for like porn and like showing videos of yourself and getting people to pay you for that i I think, I mean, I can't think of another reason to have an OnlyFans other than porn. I
3: I don't have an OnlyFans, so I can't testify to that. But um, yeah, uh, it it was funny. Um, The butt doctor, I figured you got questions about that.
2: Yeah, I get a lot of questions about butt stuff. This is true. Um, But
3: you know, I I bet it's interesting. People probably aren't nearly as embarrassed to ask about, you know, like their stomach or any other part of the GI system, the butt. (laughs) is.
2: Yeah, the the You're butt we, just, yeah. we are really uncomfortable when we talk about <laughs> butt stuff. I get it. I get it. I get it. But you know what? I I I I I am trying to change that if that I if I can in any way. You know, I actually got interviewed for this um this magazine recently and they were asking me questions about like uh, you know, having anal sex in the setting of inflammatory bowel disease. And there's a lot of people oh. who have a lot of GI issues that have to live with this, this shame or people who have ostomy bags and have this intense amount of shame. And, and I, it breaks my heart. I don't want people to have that that kind of thing. I mean, it's 2021. I think we have to be able to move past some of this, this weird discomfort when it comes to talking about the butt and butt stuff. I I mean, I'm with you.
3: Like I'm a nurse. I've seen it all. There's, there's no shame. And then, um, in this household, I mean, I have three little boys, so we yeah. have like books. I read a book tonight. It's like my butt is so noisy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's great.
3: My, so there's like fart books and stuff. Yeah, it's great.
2: Yeah, I, I I actually get people asking things like, if I tell my doctor that I have anal sex, will they judge me for it? Um, no. Yeah, no, that's a question I've gotten more no than one time, and uh, that kind of breaks my heart. You shouldn't? It's, like, it's yeah, it's 2021. You think it wouldn't? Oh, you think- here, here's what I say. I say to those people if you're listening, one, um whatever you have, whatever you've done, we've seen it. So you're probably not going to shock us or surprise us. Uh and we shouldn't be judging you for it. If you feel your doctor is judging you for it, you get a new doctor. I would say this, I mean, we might tell you every now and then, don't do that to your butt, you know? <laughs> but but that doesn't that's not like a judgment thing. That might be because you're doing something dangerous to your butt. But um flared objects only in the butt is what i'm trying to say don't put things that aren't flared into your butt because the butt will suck things up and i do not want to be called in the middle of the night to go and pull something out of your butt so don't do it flare things flare things in the butt please only
3: listen listen i uh as an or nurse i can i can definitely say i've i've seen some surgeries with some some stuff that got lost in the butt
2: yeah, because if I can't get it out with the scope, or a gastroenterologist like myself cannot pull it out with the scope, that's your option surgery. So don't do it. And we've heard the stories. It's okay. You don't have to lie to us. It's okay. Again, it's not a judgment. I'm fine with you putting things into your butt if you do it safely, people. Don't put things in there that get lost in there. Okay. It drives me crazy. Let's, uh, let's talk about our, our guest that's coming up. Her name is Allie Ward. Uh, she has a show called Oligies, it's a podcast. Have you heard it? I have it's it's pretty awesome isn't it is it i
3: love it i love it
2: very good okay so let's get her on we're going to chat with her about that and some other stuff if you haven't already please follow us uh on twitter at the house of pod you probably already are if you're listening to the show but if you're not do it and if you haven't already please subscribe to our itunes uh where you can rate and review us that does help and i appreciate that all right everyone stay tuned for ali Ward. Welcome back. Today, we have writer, actress, podcast host, and painter, Allie Ward. That's me. Thank you so much for <laughs> joining us.
0: Thank
4: you Thanks so for much. having me. It's great to see your faces and hear your voices at the same time. We're Zooming this. I put on mascara.
2: I know. Uh, Ashley put on lipstick.
3: Ooh, look
4: at look me. us. Looking good.
2: Is, is that is that Ashley or is that Reese Witherspoon? You'll never know. <laughs>
4: very similar looking none of us have faces for radio right now to be honest (laughs)
2: um okay we have a lot to talk about here I'm a big fan by the way I really do enjoy your work you know what I like Uh, there's so many things I like but your show ologies what I like about it is how not only how enthusiastic you are about learning about what people do learning about specialties it's your love for nerds that I really appreciate like I love people who commit to something, you know, whatever it is. Like, you know, when someone commits to something, I love that. If someone's going to be like a barista and they're like amazing at it, if someone's working at the bar and they're a bartender and they're really into it, I love when people get like really into something and decide to just really go for it. And I get that same sense about you. Am I, am I right about that?
4: Yeah. Yeah. No, my niche passion is niche passions. Right.
2: Right. It's yes.
4: very snake eating its tail and I'm here for it, you know, yeah, I just, yeah. I love, I don't know if an bar has anything to do with this actually. So I checked my metaphors on that, but yeah, it's very <laughs> much like I am super geeked out by people who are geeked out by things. And I, you know, what's weird is people who listen to the podcast who like it are really geeked out about how geeked out I am about people geeking out about things. So it's a lot of layers.
2: Maybe There's- someone's going to geek out about how much I'm geeking out about <laughs> you being a geek about other things.
4: It's infectious. It's an epidemiological problem.
2: I'm going to totally pretend that I also knew the word for a snake eating its own tail, which I think you said was Aurora Bora.
4: It's, it sounds like Aurora Borealis, but I think it's like a Bora Bora or, or something like that, which also sounds a lot like a vacation destination. It does. And sounds lovely. I feel like everyone who's like bored, what, a snake eating its tail actually signifies, which is probably self-destruction instead of just like things that are yeah, like Möbius strip, infinite loops or something. Like
2: yes, my bad. Yes, yes. So yes. Möbius strip, I did get. Um, so yeah, t- just tell me a little bit, like what what is it that draws you to those people? I mean, this is something that interests me a lot. So I kind of, I mean, I I want you to help me explore my own fascination with this. What is it about these people that that focus and dedicate their lives to one thing that you're drawn to?
4: Okay. I had never thought about this before right now, but I think because humans are so communal and we rely on each other a lot. I think that when you see someone upset or anxious or alarmed, obviously like evolutionarily, we see that and we say, okay, there's some shit going down. I better watch my back. What's happening? What's going on? I'm scared. But when you see someone happy, I'm sure that it makes you say like, okay, we're all good here. And so there must be just something evolutionarily really uh, contagious about that kind of happiness that just is maybe a little bit Mm. relaxing. But like Mm -hmm. if you were going to throw a surprise party and and you did, you're like, surprise, and the person came in and they're like, cool, versus someone be like, oh, my God, you got me. Like, you know (laughs) what I mean? Like the whole tone of the room changes. And so I think that there's. Especially when, as a human being, it is not easy to live all the time. Um, I think that just hearing people be happy has got to be like taking your bra off emotionally, you know, just like okay, I can, I can just watch my, you know, I can relax.
3: Look yeah. and, and and listen for the non-bra-wearing people out there listening to this. It, mm-hmm. it, it's like taking your mask off, is what. Mm-hmm. Is. <laughs> like when you just yes. rip off and you're like, oh, I'm free!" That's what Ooh. I feel. Yeah.
0: yeah yeah
2: that makes sense. I could see also something that you said about it that's interesting is it's not just like seeing their enthusiasm for something, but there's something almost calming and peaceful about seeing someone who just dives so much into something. Mm-hmm. I, I get that. It's like watching fishing in an aquarium or something.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: yes. I get it. I totally get it. You know what's interesting is that you study you know all these people who really focus on one thing. Mm-hmm. but at the same time, you kind of do a little bit of everything. You, as I mentioned, do everything from like TV, writing, and painting, and podcasting, obviously. Do you see yourself as sort of a specialist? Or do you see yourself as like a generalist? What do you how do you see yourself?
4: Very much generalist. I think I when I was volunteering at the Natural History Museum, we were learning about uh, LA wildlife, which a lot of people. Don't think there are any, unless you just count like drunk people on the Sunset Strip. But there is a lot of LA wildlife. It's yeah. like things like raccoons and and coyotes and opossums. And what makes them successful here is that they're generalists, which means they'll they're not very picky. They're interested in whatever they'll eat, garbage. They survive. And so I think that there's something maybe there's a little bit of like a a trash critter in me that's just like I will get interested in anything, you know. <laughs> Like I can find something interesting in anything. And so I don't know, maybe that's how I've survived, (laughs) but
3: yeah. yeah. trash Panda, just keep digging. And then you'll find your, your dinner. Then you're just get in there, get in there. You can, (laughs) I can, yeah. I'll lick a container of, uh,
4: of, Kentucky Fried Chicken mashed potatoes that someone else discarded I don't care it's dinner to me, but I I don't know so I think when it comes to what I wanted to do there were a lot of different things that interested me. And I came across this list of all these different ologies in like 2002 and like the Internet was still you know ruled by geo cities, and I remember thinking like who does these things like what are these ologies, like what are these fields of study? And then for everyone, there's got to be someone who's so into it. And so I, I remember thinking I wanted to do a book or something later, maybe illustrate it.
2: Well, you know what, something I really like about what you do is you're interested in these people who do these ologies and these things that some people may find weird, but you, your interest in them is not in any way um, ironic. And it's not like judgmental. I don't think, you know, it sounds like you really actually are are interested. Like I'll tell you the truth. So I'm a gastroenterologist and a hepatologist. Mm-hmm. Nobody focuses on the liver part of what I do. Everyone focuses on just the GI part, as we were discussing at the top of the show. And a question I get a lot, which is funny, there's a there's a recurrent question I get when I'm doing colonoscopies. Someone comes into the room and there's always like once a month, at least, there's somebody who will just like look at me and just be like, why do you do this? <laughs>
3: <laughs> like who? Who who is the guy that that chose this as their path? <laughs> that, yeah, that,
2: that, right, right. That's it's a loaded question because basically they're saying what <laughs> what is wrong with you? Um, uh, and, and I could go into all the reasons why. Um, but you know it's like a whole long conversation. I don't know usually how much I just share with you know <laughs> these these people. But like I like that you're when when you're like following these people when you're reading about them when you're learning about them when you're talking about them talking to them, um. There's a there's a uh, a respect there. There is like sort of this admiration that that I actually get. Do you ever find though that you run across an ology or an expertise where you're just like, I don't get it. I don't fucking get it. What what are you doing?
3: Yeah,
4: you know, there's one that I haven't done, and I know I need to do it. Everyone wants me to do it. I have a couple different listeners who I really adore who like uh jr is a listener of mine who's like sent me a book about it and it's like i swear it's interesting and i'm like jr i'm gonna get to it one day and i haven't done it and it's metrology which is the study of measurement and i know that i i know that it's gonna be interesting when i do it i know that it's gonna be this one that i've put off for years and then i'm gonna be like oh the reason a teaspoon is this is that and you know Mm. we weigh things this way and this is the reason why americans don't understand the metric system and all this stuff but I just can't get into it
0: yet. Oh god.
2: Well, if anyone could make it interesting, it would be you. But I'm gonna try. I could I could see why. I mean, the constant just hearing you say it made me tired.
3: Mm-hmm. like she was like, This is the reason something is a tablespoon. Yeah oh, God. <laughs> There's, <laughs> There's gotta be. Maybe that's why we need to talk to the ologist, because they could explain it in yeah. a exactly yeah. more exciting way than that. yes. Yes. Well,
2: did you, you guys ever watch the show? Uh, what we do in the shadows
3: oh
4: gosh so good oh it's so good
2: okay so so Ashley has not seen it the the long and short of it it's on FXX and Mm -hmm. it's this show that's made from a movie that was really funny and the basic premise is it's like a mockumentary falling around these vampires Uh, side note one of the best characterizations oddly enough of an Iranian character in Hollywood (laughs) ever (laughs) is, is one of the vampires which that's a whole different topic. I could talk about that. But like it it it's this there's this is really funny show about vampires. But one of the vampires is an energy vampire. And he just he's just like you know these people, you meet these people that drain your energy when you talk to them. Like they have all these these like catchphrases and they'll say all these like ridiculous things, like oh, I'm really stuck between a rock and a hard place on mm-hmm. this one. And they just like they bring you down. I feel like that that you must every now and then run across something like that. Mm-hmm. How do you Like, for example, I imagine this measurement one would be one of them. How do you keep yourself motivated through it when that happens?
4: Well, a big part of it is finding the right ologist for it. So, like, when I do metrology, I'm going to find the most enthusiastic metrologist with the most interesting backstory that puts it all into context. Like, that's the thing is you can't just jump into it with anyone. You got to be like, okay, who's going to be great for this? So that's a selection is a big deal. But I definitely have been in the middle of an interview and thought, this guy fucking hates me. This is the worst interview of my life. What am I doing here? And so the it was the biogerontology episode, which is the study of aging. It's like a 78-year-old by bi- biogerontologist. So this guy himself was close to 80 and he had been studying aging since he was in his 30s, right? So I went in there, he's like the top of his field, Dr. Caleb Finch went in there nervous, excited. He agreed to do it. Number one, I was like, great. Okay, you're just, um, here's the microphone. Just kind of talk into it. He was like, that's too far to bend. And I was like, okay. And so the entire time he was like so far away from the microphone. And I was like, I'm not going to correct him. I'm just going to fix it. Yeah, post. yeah, yeah. But he hated the questions. He told me they were stupid questions. Um, oh. And so, uh, or silly questions or whatever. Uh, I said something like, oh, that's funny. Because something was a little bit ironic. He said, it's yeah, not yeah. funny. It's not funny. It's a misconception. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And at the end of the interview, I turned off my recorder. The first thing he said to me was, that was great. That was great. Great <laughs> questions. And I was like, I just stopped recording. I have no proof of that. And so um, and so I ended up doing the interview. And so that's kind of where I put in aside where it's just like, yeah, like the only thing you can do is just completely show up to it truthful. And you like cannot polish that turd. You can't yeah. make it out of, so you just have to roll with it. Just be like, yeah, I was in the middle of this interview. Had an absolute sweat mustache. This guy gave me nervous diarrhea, and he hated me. And lo and behold, I guess he enjoyed it.
2: Um, Do you think he really did, or do you think that was just a, something he said because he's like an odd bird that doesn't understand how people work and how? No, I think
4: work. he. I think he really did enjoy it. I think he was like it didn't occur to him that. I think he was just very literal.
2: He so... couldn't understand <laughs> your discomfort. No. In these cases like this, you know I. Like, it makes you realize how important it is to be able to communicate science, you know? Yes, yeah. That's that's a big part of what you do. Do you, um, have you ever shelled completely an episode?
4: Oh, I've got a couple in a dark, dusty file somewhere. I finally put one of them up. I I recorded one that was about schistosomes, which are Mm. delicious little intestinal (laughs) parasites. And, uh, yeah, just who doesn't love a little schistosomiasis gossip. But it was a parasite episode and number one, I uh, my battery ran out in the middle of it. It was like one of my first episodes I ever recorded um, and her mic wasn't on. So it was bad anyway, but mm-hmm. um, it had been this thing where it just it had just been like a blinking light in my peripheral vision. that just said failure, failure, failure. And so one day I decided I'm just going to unearth this and see how bad it is. And I'm going to see if I can put it up. So I put it up. Like, you know,
3: three years after the podcast started, just to be like, this is what early ones sounded like. (laughs) They were really bad. So was there more like when you first started this, were there like, oh, you thought like, oh, maybe there's this, this many ologies and you like all the ones that we know, gastroenterology and cardiology and meteorology and all this stuff, uh, probably like a list you thought. And is that list now exponential? The amount of ologies that you, you know. Thank God people
4: make up new ones every day. That's helpful. (laughs) Is that a thing? thing? Yeah. Oh, I mean, all it takes for me to use it is for it to exist somewhere in the literature. So that can be from like a biology textbook in 1830, even though it's not common parlance, or it could be someone's Pinterest page that's like all about coffee. And so it's coffeeology. I'm like, it exists in the literature. So we're going with it. So um, yes, I could, I could make some, uh, I think I've made up, maybe like three or four but for the most part like it has to exist in the literature but um i mean actually i had a nightmare not long ago where in my nightmare it was like we're at the bottom of the barrel there's no more ologies left like there's two like kind of shitty ones like maybe a metrology or something and i remember just being like what am i gonna do like this is my livelihood and we ran out of <laughs> ologies and i woke up and i was like oh god no oh there's so many i haven't done oh <laughs> gastroenterology i haven't done yeah Um, well here's your chance i know i know i've got butt questions galore i've got absolute up the wazoo if you're
2: looking for if you're looking for someone in the world of
1: selling a little or a lot Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance.
2: The sad truth of it is like, it's not, there's not a high bar to be considered a cool doctor. (laughs) Just so you know, I mean, I, I would be maybe considered. The the
3: nurse did not say that. I I didn't say that. The doctor said that. I I talked to
2: enough nurses. I know, I know how you guys feel. I, I got it. I got it. We're, we're nerds. We're weird. I, that's all true. But that, that last question, um, I think, it's probably a good time to segue to one of our listener questions for you.
0: Mm, Okay.
2: Uh, And this one comes from Megan Lynch at may underscore gun on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Was your idea for ology science focused at the beginning, or were you always open to various studies of various fields, you know, without regards to STEM humanities, et cetera.
0: Mm,
4: That's a great question. Hi, Megan. Um, Megan, by the way, caribologist. I know her um, on Twitter. Yeah, she's a botanist who studies carob. She has an episode. I hunted her down. I found carobology in the literature. She has her hunt, an episode.
2: You hunted a carobologist down. I'm assuming you... Yes. That's a play on words. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. I want to make sure I got that.
4: <laughs> it's so, But she's wonderful, and it's a great question. But um, if there was an ology, if it was a field of study, it passes the test. I haven't done apology yet, but I think I should either I'll... Either I'll use it when I really mess up or I will just talk to someone who's like a mediator who can really tell us the right way to apologize. It definitely oh, doesn't a, start with, I'm sorry if you are offended.
2: That's a great <laughs> idea, actually. Particularly making amends. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. anything
4: with an ology on the end, there are a couple like genealogy has an allergy at the end, but
2: mm-hmm. we let
4: we let it in. But yeah. yeah, I think um I think if it's an ology, it it, it um you know connotes some sort of like Study. And if someone studies it, I want to talk to them.
2: Mm
4: -hmm. Any deep dive.
2: Yeah. I mean, I I think also to the question, it it doesn't have to be, I think, uh, a strict and hard science necessarily. But if you're going to immerse yourself in something so completely, you tend to be someone who's looking for the best information, the best facts. And I don't know, it kind of makes it Mm -hmm. science-y. But here's another, a lot of these, by the way, were like I, I put it out to Twitter. I was like, you know give us your questions and like half of them Mm -hmm. are like tell her she's great great." which is great and fine but doesn't make for great radio so um (laughs) so here's one from laura romanovich at la underscore romanovich uh what's one piece of advice for someone trying to carve a place in the sidecom side journalism field this is important for me too yeah what do you what do you how do you recommend this
4: uh you know i would say don't try to emulate anybody else just figure out what your vibe is and figure out like how you would communicate science in the most authentic voice and do that because that's kind of what you can't replicate and i think a lot of when it comes to SciComm for some reason there's this notion that science has to be very clean and it has to be very polished Um, i think facts are really important but i think delivery gets sort of like washed people's personalities get washed away a lot Um, and maybe that's just in the interest of like trying to make it seem more um, objective Mm -hmm. but and, and also so much science stuff is like is it safe for kids and not all science has to be safe for kids like science affects so many people who vote And kids cannot vote. It's important to get kids interested in science, but it's just as important to get adults who make decisions and who need to understand their own medical history. Like there's so much science involved in being an adult. So figure out what you like to do and then charge forward. And if you feel like you're bending yourself a little bit, then it's never going to be comfortable and the success that you have and it will never feel as gratifying as if you just do it as you are. That's my advice. That's great. That's why I swear in ologies <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I, I was like trying to scrub the swears out of the first episodes and i was like i don't like it I, no. the fucks back.
2: <laughs> yeah speaking of which people were telling me that i haven't heard this yet uh, i'm sure i will once i really heard listen to as many episodes as i want to but people say you you bleep out the word moist
3: i do Uh-oh. oh good i love you why it's, it's not such
4: too a much. bad
2: word. It's not so bad. We'll no, say
4: it... every other word.
0: <sighs>
4: Literally, moist, we'll so say bad. everything except for moist. Moist is the only only thing I bleep. I was doing an episode about rhinology about nose noses. Um, oh no, it's not. It's it's moist. Moist gets a pass. I'm completely wrong. Moist gets a pass. Um, mucus does not. Mucus gets the bleep.
0: Oh.
4: And it was because I was interviewing a rhinologist about noses. And you would not be surprised probably by how many times the word mucus came up, but there was a lot of mucus in that episode. So I started bleeping
3: it. Well, listen, <laughs> um, there's, uh, we talk a lot in nursing about like, um, so many things don't gross us out. Uh-huh. Mucus and like that phlegm. Yeah. <laughs> it's no. Yeah. Oh, that gets people really grossed yeah. out. I mean, yeah. I've been in a nurse for 10 years and, oh some a mucus. Yeah. Uh, Square model. I didn't like it. I can see a multi-trauma, everything, blood everywhere. Doesn't bother me. I wouldn't bat an eye, but some, some phlegm and some mucus. Mm. Mm. Nope.
0: Uh,
2: Okay. Along those lines, Ashley, let me just ask you: What's the worst smell in medicine?
4: Oh, I need to know this. Oh, abscess. Is it an abscess?
3: No, it's probably a GI bleed.
2: (gasps) Okay. I'll tell you this. I think it's a tie. I think it's a close toss-up. I'm gonna to say one of two things. So when she says GI bleed, she means really mm-hmm. melanin, which is an upper GI bleed and mm-hmm. it's been digested and it comes out like dark and tarry. That's yes. there's cause there's something about that that not just smells bad, but you also there's some trigger in your brain that's like, this is dangerous. This is really bad.
3: This person's it's like bleeding room dis- with- distinct smell. I can <laughs> smell a GI bleed down the hallway. Like I'm
4: like a a, a working nurse dog. I'm oh like, wow. I wonder, is it and it's do you do you digest your own blood yeah. when that happens?
2: Oh I mean, yeah. When okay. it's up high enough. When it's up high enough and it has time to get through your system, it's being partially digested. And that's why it comes out looking the way it does. Yeah. Um and it can be uh, awful and it smells awful. So that it, it's up there, but then I don't know, don't you think also like when you get like a real bacterial growth under someone's skin folds, like if oh. someone has big, like a big penis and they got like a, a infection under there, that to me, that that's, that's what gets me.
3: Yeah. Like I, oh yeah. Like I, a nasty yeasty, infection yeah. yeah. smell. Oh yeah. yeah that, that yeah. smells pretty bad too. Yeah, I some... had no idea that a GI bleed, though, was so nasty. Gastroenterology, who knew? I have so many
4: questions. <laughs> I have so many questions. Well, my, my husband has the worst butt in the universe. He has That's Satan's nice. volcano. He knows it. He, mm. He's suffering. And um, he mm. has a terrible butthole. And uh, <laughs> he's gotten a colonoscopy, and they've found, like, nothing in there like, he's got a ghost or something that's invisible. So he doesn't know what's wrong. Mm -hmm. I think maybe like microscopic colitis, but he's like, What do I do with that? And then um, my dad has colon cancer, and another uh, another relative of mine does. So I have to start. And I I, I understand it's not fun.
2: We'll talk. We'll talk. We won't we won't make you do this on air. I mean, I can make this whole thing like me taking your personal history, but (laughs) probably seems inappropriate.
4: <laughs> it's the prep that freaks me out. It's the prep. It's we'll the, having it. to drink we'll, the stuff.
2: We'll talk about that. That is almost okay. universally considered the worst part of the whole yeah. thing. I know I've tasted it myself. I've gone through all the preps just to taste them myself to see Good and like you. done little experiments to see which is the best or what you can do. Um, here, I'll just tell you, oh, here's my advice. I'll tell you my advice okay. right now because some yeah. listeners might, might enjoy this and we could talk about the other stuff later. But um, you know how uh like there's these beer commercials for like shitty beer and it's Mm -hmm. like when the can is cold the mountains on the can turn blue yes it's it's a pretty ridiculous thing right because like the temperature of the can is the one thing that we the consumer have control over i mean they're not like saying this beer tastes great they're just saying when it's cold the mountains turn blue which is like a really dumb like selling point but the reason they do that is because they know that their beer tastes like shit and they know the colder it is, the more palatable uh, it is. Uh huh. So you're gonna hear a lot of advice, and a lot of people online will say things like mix and squirt, or some some uh, Seven Up or Crystal Light. But in my, after my testing, my exhaustive testing, I found the best way to approach this is just to make it very cold. I mean, you don't ah. want it to be ice, but you want it to be as cold as it can be, because then it really helps make it palatable. And it mm-hmm. tastes it, it's not a lie. I mean, it tastes bad, but mm-hmm. it's, it's doable. If if a wuss like me can do it, anyone can do it. So that's that <gasps> nice advice.
4: advice. Do not mix it with Coors Light, though, right? Do not mix with alcohol. Got it.
2: I mean, especially a bad one. <laughs>
4: my dad said uh when he did his first prep for it he's like i saw a sandwich i ate in 1973 <laughs> <laughs> that's funny he's like i saw, right. I saw right. lunches i hadn't seen in years
2: all right let's let's get back to uh one more question i saw you that
3: one light too yo <laughs> uh
2: one more question and this okay. comes from brian fishman doms at brian fishman do. And the question is this, what's your dream ology interview, your white whale?
4: Oh, cetology. I mean, albino cytology would be a white whale. So I saw a picture of a white whale recently, and I was like, I would love to do one on a white whale. And I understand that that is a metaphor. Uh, but I would like to do a white whale episode.
2: (laughs) That's so meta. Oh man. I I don't know if I understand the word meta, but I think that's meta. If that's meta, if it's not a Facebook thing, that's what I think meta is. I don't know.
3: I I mean, I'm a geriatric millennial, so I don't understand the word meta, but I, now I understand it by the white whale. (laughs) meta thing. it is i guess it is pretty i do we have to start saying it's pretty facebook when
4: we're talking about things being meta god i hope not um oh but no i would want to do uh albinism in marine mammals would be amazing uh one that i've you know gastroenterology is one i've wanted to do for a long time mostly just because i want to find out what's wrong with my husband's butthole <laughs> and uh i'm mean, just like such a mystery but we all we all i mean Are we every all woman
2: all a woman wants really is to know what's going on in her man's butthole. What's
3: going on down there? Simple, what is going on?
2: Question. Simple question. I was telling
3: Kaveh that um, I have three um, sons, and tonight's bedtime story was, "My butt is so noisy." <laughs> That's amazing! Yeah, I can't make this up. <laughs> I gotta, pick, I
4: gotta pick that one up. Um, but I would say those things, yes. I love the body ones. I love figuring out how, how the body works. Um, so yeah, whales, I haven't done, butts I haven't done. Um, I don't know if I need to do like a two-part with proctology and gastroenterology. I don't know if they should follow each other, or not thoughts on that. Should proctology and gastroenterology be near each other at all?
2: Well, I mean, proctology, I mean, people don't actually say proctology anymore. Now, yeah. what, what that traditionally means is it means like an anal rectal surgeon. Okay. Like a surgeon who works specifically in that area. When people talk about proctology colloquially, they're usually speaking about someone like me, who's a gastroenterologist. Right. Um. But, you know, I, the thing about being a gastroenterologist is, um, oddly enough, I think this is still some people, even listeners to this show, it's not just about the butthole. Right. Um, it's the whole GI tract. And actually my my area of focus is, is the liver. But um, you know, the 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 butt is part of that. So it it really crosses a lot of lines in and in, in reality, it's probably separated in a surgical way and an internal medicine way. That's kind of how Ooh. I would separate
4: it. Do you ever say elementary, my dear Watson?
2: Oh, at Anybody least twice a day. Twice a day. Good at job. At least twice a day. <laughs> um and for weird reasons too. Just I'll be like, I'll be like at Starbucks and they'll be like, here's your Vente Cave. And I'll be like, that's not my name. And it's elementary, dear. <laughs> that's and, amazing. Uh, by the way, Ashley, thank you for saying my name right.
3: Oh, why uh, would not you say it the right way?
2: You know, it's hard for people. And the problem is once like someone starts saying my name incorrectly, and then like, it's hard for me to correct them at some point. Mm. Like if I've known them for like two years and they're like calling me Cave. Or something I mean, like my last name like
3: Bartholomew. So I like I gotta know how to pronounce stuff.
2: Yeah, it's true. I actually have a hard time with your name. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie.
3: I have to practice it before you come on.
2: <laughs> I have a hard time with white oh. names. <laughs> um, I like if your name is like Brad, Mike you know, anything like Eric, Jeff, one of these like four letter white names. I'm like, Oh boy, it's going to be gone. That is gone. I'm not going to, if your name is Kristen or Kirsten or Christian, I am always going to fuck it up. Always.
4: (laughs) Is there an ology for nursing? I mean, you're the ologist. Like I, I mean, we can make one up. I do have this sitting right behind me. It's A reference handbook and dictionary of nursing. So I have that. I, but I, I don't. don't I love her. Look at her. I mean, I don't, I don't know if there's that gonna that be. Been a nurse for over a decade. <laughs> I mean, I, what year? This was published in 1960, so I'm sure that they've got some methods in here. that's it's like we don't do that anymore. Yeah. Um, well, it's well, like you... constipated. Try lobotomy, and you're like, oh no 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 no. <laughs> um.
2: Is your wife yeah. causing problems at home? <laughs> Time for her to yes. get the lobotomy.
4: Yes.
0: Um,
4: uh, I will look in here and see if there's anything of note for a a nursing, but I would love to do a nursing one because nurses are so important and they're who you interface with like 99% of the time when you're in the hospital and when you're, or you have a loved one in the hospital. So it's like, we got to understand what nurses do and how to talk to them and how not to annoy them so they don't make a TikTok about you. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. that's an interesting topic in and of itself like that thin yeah. line between nurses being able to vent and get stuff off their chest and then also you know uh also humiliating patients you know uh which so easily crosses the line <laughs> um okay you thank you so much for your time i don't want to keep you too long i know you have shows of your own to edit oh. Just let me let me ask you one last question here okay. um you've met a lot of really smart people uh, in your field and through all your shows and through your podcast and your TV work and you're the smartest
4: that is clear. that where this was going okay
2: am I also the best looking oh
4: wait hold on you're both you... the
2: smartest okay.
4: you met wait, wait, what? In the science. <laughs> Wait, what? I did. I did meet Raven, the science maven. She's delightful. Uh, she has moved to the West coast, which means she's a local nerd, which is exciting. So yes, she's the best. That's I just met her for the first time after knowing her online and on zoom and stuff for you know, a year or so. She's
3: great. That's so cool. I love it. I loved when she, um, I want to say she re- replied to Cardi B with like a like an explanation for the COVID, yes. You know, my cousin's balls are swollen. Thing. Yep. Um, and and like I had I had followed her, and knew her stuff before, and I was just waiting. I'm like, come on, this is your moment. Come on, girl. Oh. Uh, yeah, and she did it with such grace. Oh. She did it, it uh, like amazing. That's uh, that's what did, she does. Does Party
2: B uh, respond?
3: I don't know. I don't know.
4: That's a good question. But a lot um, of people saw it and that's what matters.
2: That's good. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, no, what I was going to say. Yeah, think, sorry. The think was that uh, through out meeting all these like really accomplished, intelligent people, do you find, and there are fields from all over, obviously, but do you find there's any similarities between all of them? Is there something that you see as a running similarity between um, these people who've accomplished really great things in their field?
4: You know, I, I really do think it's passion because I really think it's it's hard to be really, really good at something that you don't enjoy. And it's a shame to not take that work ethic and passion and and put it toward what you actually do like. So I feel like almost everyone I talked to is like really jazzed about the field that they ended up with where they had a soft spot for it from when they were a kid or there's something that really like lights them up about it which is pretty cool because you think there's a lot of things you could go be and so um it's awesome that a lot of these people are like yeah I really wanted to do this and I maybe should have been an accountant but I'm really <laughs> glad that I get to go pick up skunk poop for a part of my work you know a lot of people also are not a lot of the, you know, field biologists and doctors and a lot of ologists, I think, too, there's a lot of neurodiversity, like a lot of ADHD, too, and, um, and, you know, like, hyper focus, and, you know, anxiety, yeah. perfectionism. And so I think a lot of folks are like, get into it, because they don't want to maybe be at a desk every single day, or they're a little bit too restless or curious. And so I think it's, um, the thing that i love the most is understanding that just because someone's a scientist does not mean that they know everything and that they're perfect science is more about like the journey to find out more than it is about like the results of like a perfect data set because i think um so it's more about the questions that you're asking in science rather than the answers that exist so i think
3: people who are really into it are asking great questions it's yeah, a really that, good perspective i love that that's amazing
2: yeah that I have, that yeah
3: curiosity hmm yeah it really is
4: about the it, it really is about inquiry it's, it's it's this this notion that science is just a really set strict collection of facts is so as you know from being in medicine we learn new things every single day um not to lobotomize patients who can't move, <laughs> all like the time
2: not all the, all time. the time it's still
4: yeah an option yeah sometimes but um, it's really yeah so it's just like asking questions and being curious about why it's it's great for everyone i think
2: Yeah. No, that's awesome. Your show is great. You're awesome. We're fans, obviously. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Of course. Um, not, Not that your show would need any help from our little show, but tell people listening where they can find you and plug anything that you have coming up.
4: Well, Ologies is the podcast. It's called Ologies with Allie Ward. It's wherever you get podcasts. We're on Instagram and and Twitter at at Ologies. I'm Allie Ward. Um, And yeah, AllieWard.com has all my stuff. I'm on some shows on Netflix, Brainchild, 100 Humans. Um, I think there's another one I can't remember right now. Um,
3: (laughs) (laughs) If I had
2: a Netflix show, you would know. Okay. If I had a Netflix show, oh, yes. much less a gun rack to necessitate. Like after, this,
3: after the second Emmy, you start to forget. Uh, yeah, right. Two uh, Emmys are, in, you forget. Those are both for
4: Innovation Nation on CBS, which is on every Saturday. So yeah, I'm out there just trying to calm some sigh and make it interesting. And so um, thank you for, thanks for letting me babble about it. I'm very passionate oh, about no. making ology. So no, this is, can't. I'm the ologist right now
2: you come the shit out of that sign my friend you do an excellent job at it, so keep at it please. thank you um well we'll and- have to have
4: you on people who are listening to this just know
2: yes we got one
4: in the works we got one in the works
2: it then my my evil plan has worked <laughs> <laughs> um ashley uh tell people where they can find you as well
3: Thank you. Um, you can find me, I'm Ashley Bartholomew, um, BSNRN. Um, you can find me on Twitter at the blonde RN. Um It's not just because I'm blonde, it's because that's my personality. <laughs>
2: <laughs> She's a great follow, I highly recommend it. Um, <laughs> uh, again, thank you both so much for coming on.
4: Of course, thank you.
2: Imagine if you would, <laughs> You are wearing an 80 pound flesh jacket at all times. That's what it's like to be me. I'm very warm all the time. I Hello. That. Oh my goodness, look at the Emmy in the background. Dropping the Emmy in okay. the background right away. <laughs>
4: oh, this thing. Well, <laughs> oh, or did you mean did you mean that one? Oh, <laughs> <I'm> sorry. Oh.
2: <laughs> this podcast is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult a physician or other qualified health care provider for your specific health care needs or concerns. The opinions expressed on this podcast do not represent the opinions of our employees. Details in the podcast have been changed so that patient identification
0: is not possible.